the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Feed the Noise podcast. Holy cow, what an NCAA tournament. Uh, and Lundy, and I, I believe this is true, if, if Kansas, and uh, God forbid, I know how your household is, and I don't want this to happen to you. You because... shut, you shut, don't even say it. <laughs> don't even say it. If You're going to get me in so much trouble. I understand. You don't, you don't have to acknowledge this conversation. I'm just talking to myself here. If the okay. worst possible outcome occurred for the beloved Jayhawks, I, I am, I, you know, I may be mistaken on this, and and I would be, you know, stand corrected if somebody uh, unearthed this. But I believe it'd be the first time in the expanded era of the NCAA tournament since 1985 that all four number one seeds would fail to reach the elite eight. Now, twice in the expanded era in NCAA tournament history, we have not had a number one represented in the final four. But we're almost like in uncharted waters here. And, of course, we'll see what Kansas does tonight against Providence. What we do know is this. Uh, the Dukies, baby, uh, going against the narrative there and Coach K and everything else. Uh, I was fading that last night. And, of course, they shot uh, an absurd. They were volcanic. Erupted for 71% in the second half against one of the most rigid defenses in college basketball in the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And then the shocker special of the night, Arkansas handling business and, and making look, you know, Gonzaga look just mortal and discombobulated. Last night uh, with that defense, so it was a brisk, brisk pace. They just couldn't put ball to basket. And, of course, the Razorbacks, the must bust, and he kept his uh, attire on, which was also strange. He didn't shed the shirt. Uh, marched on to their Elite Eight matchup. And, of course, going to be taking on Duke. And we've already got opening lines that are out there. And I pulled this line from DraftKings. And, you know, Arkansas is catching four. Kind of like the Razorbacks at that plus four. But if you really want to stack your chips here, Lundy, I think the value resides in the Razorbacks over on the 72.5 team total points in this one, minus 115 at DraftKings. This thing is going to be zip, 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 zip. It is going to be at a brisk pace. No question about it. Track meet's going to break out. And Duke... You saw it last night against the Red Raiders. You know, they again, they had to shoot 71% in the second half to win by five going away. Uh, a lot of people are going to focus on that as saying, oh, this is a harbinger of great things to come. And I look at the flip side of it as that's unsustainable. And you have another robust defense, and not as strong as Tech in Arkansas, but I think the Razorbacks, despite their shortcomings offensively, due to the high possession nature of this game, uh, will end up you know, scoring anywhere between 73 to 77 points when push comes to shove. So early fade or follow, my man. Just give me your general thoughts on this game on Saturday. Again, Duke laying four, and if you want some action on that team total with me, 72.5 on the over with the Razorbacks. Uh, I do like the team total on the Razorbacks for sure. I'm not sure where I want to go yet on the spread, but I am 100% with you. Everybody that is thinking, oh, this is great. Look at what they did. You're not going to shoot 71%. You're just not. (laughs) Okay? I mean, hell, you might fall off to 50, and even that is pretty impressive, folks. So, I I mean, I I don't have a good feel yet for the spread, but I do like the idea of taking the team total because I could see that thing moving here over the next 24 hours. Yeah, and again, you look at Duke, uh, number 192 this month in adjusted offensive efficiency. So tread lightly, and Arkansas makes some damn baskets because I need to recoup units lost uh, in the opening stanza of the Sweet 16. We're getting to the rest of the Sweet 16 picks here momentarily. But let's go ahead and get into it here with another edition 
of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, uh, Lundy, it's the National Hockey League. Let's drop the puck and make some bucks that we do last night. And what do you got for me this evening? Well, unfortunately, uh, Carolina and Dallas went into overtime, so we missed out on our over-under there. But our two-legger for regulation did hit, which I think, if I recall, um, I did have a lot of adult beverages last night, so I don't remember exactly. (laughs) But if I recall, I think it was a plus 170, I think, was what we got that one at uh, in terms of that two-legger, and that hit. So we obviously finished up a little bit with our unit count, but we did split our picks. Let's see if we can get back at it. Got one for you here, then a couple more coming up in bonus time. Uh, Oh. Oh, those lovely Arizona Coyotes. Oh, the little puppies of the desert. Uh, It was so nice when they went on a run where they won eight out of ten games. Uh, But much like when you have that uh, shot of espresso in the early afternoon. How about three? uh, Well, but you get the energy, Brad. And then remember how you come crashing down? Well, that's what's happened to Arizona because they won eight out of ten and now they've lost three in a row. They're right back to being who they were uh, for the majority of the season and they have to travel to Calgary. uh, And the Flames, uh, yes, the Flames uh, should absolutely torch uh, Arizona tonight. So I'm actually going to take Calgary. They are a heavy favorite. Minus four hundred on the money line so we are going to go with calgary on the puck line uh at a minus one and a half that one is still juiced up it's at a minus 150 um and if you really want to get crazy you could actually take calgary minus two and a half sure if you want to get in the plus odds territory that one will get you to a plus 115 but uh, i'll take them on the puck line minus one and a half at the minus 150 juice the flames should have no problem with the coyotes because they have come crashing back down to earth Burn brightly, Flames. Number four. All right, let's get to the NBA, and this may seem like a hefty player prop total, but I'm going to ride the over on it. Clay Thompson over three and a half triples uh, for the other half of the Splash Brothers against Atlanta. Just a minus 105 juice available at BetMGM. You look at Atlanta, uh, they've given up the fifth fewest opponent three-point makes here over their last 10, but they have also surrendered 36.4% from distance. That is an encouraging sign for Clay, who has jacked 9.63 pointers per game in the month of March, uh, though he is not uh, you know, firing them off into the cylinder at a uh, prolific clip. Just 32.6% is what he's shooting here over his last uh, about 10 games or so. Still Atlanta, one of the more generous defenses in the NBA. Uh, over their last 10, giving up 1.157 points per possession and on the entirety of the year inside the bottom six in adjusted defensive efficiency. So given the high volume, given the decent matchup as well on paper, and also getting seduced uh, there by the juice, uh, just a minus 105, yeah, I'll let it ride. I think Clay Thompson gets at least four triples to fall. So fade or follow, Clay Thompson over three and a half made threes against Atlanta, minus 105 at BetMGM. Uh, I like this one a lot. I know it's kind of a hefty number, but I also think the fact that you're getting it at a decent juice is a good one. Obviously, Atlanta, uh, you already said it, 36.4% is what they give up uh, outside the arc. The other thing to keep in mind here, obviously, the Warriors are hoping to have Steph back uh, for the first round of the playoffs. And the Warriors look like they're going to wind up as the three seed um, with where they sit right now. But there could still be some jockeying. So this is a game, I think, that the Warriors, I don't want to say they've got a sense of urgency, but I think that they recognize 
guys that they need to win this one to make sure that they don't give any opportunity for the Utah Jazz to creep up from behind and wind up taking that three seed away from them. So Atlanta, which sits all the way down in a position where they're going to wind up in the play-in tournament uh, at this point, they're also trying to hold on. But I think Golden State's going to have a little bit more urgency. I think Clay then wants to step up, knowing that his partner in crime is out. And I'll follow you on this one, especially at a positive uh, payout. Yeah, his partner in crime following Coach K around. Come on, Steph, and let's make some cash with Clay. Number three. All right, let's go to the true Cinderella story. And, yes, the pumpkin carriage may arrive and the clock will strike midnight uh, because I think St. Peter's, that glass slipper, it is Dodd, will soon shatter into a million pieces. Uh, They're catching 13 on the overall line right now. We've seen some movement there. That line seems to be growing and, and climbing upward. But, uh, you know, if you, you do a little dig in, I love them on the over 60.5 points for the Peacocks at minus 115. Uh, that would avail a bet MGM. If you shop around, I think you'll find it even in lighter juice. Saw a DraftKings at minus 105. But whether you uh, you do it at BetMGM or FanDuel or DraftKings, it is universal at the 60.5 number, and I still think they're going to hit it uh, no matter where you play it. Uh, you look at the Peacocks uh, in their last seven games, uh, really making it rain from outside, shooting 36.4%, uh, 1.043 points per possession, uh, is what they have scored here in this NCAA tournament. And they're getting a ton of points on free throws. Look, they they hung 85. Now, great, it was an extra session involved there against Kentucky in round number one. Uh, they followed it up with 70 against a very stiff defense of Murray State. Uh, they've made 12 combined triples against the Racers and the Wildcats. So, at Banks, if Edert, uh, you know, if they are opening up, from outside, they're pulling that trigger, and it's going through. I think they can hang with Purdue here. I know the size, it does matter. It's going to be massive. It's going to be a problem for a Peacocks front that has guys at 6'7", 6'7", 6'7". I don't know what the hell they're going to do against Travion Williams, who's got sensational post moves, and, of course, just the mammoth width and height of Zach Eady. But as you and I have discussed, Purdue uh, is overly forgiving defensively, uh, barely inside the top 90 in adjusted defensive efficiency over the last month. And because of that, that back door is always open. A and B, I think Peters can get to around 63 to 65 points here in the end. So good line value in my estimation on the 60 and a half team total points for the Peacocks. Minus 105, minus 115, doesn't really matter. Fade or follow. Yeah, I, actually, I really like this one because I've spent um, maybe, you know, getting ready for the TV show. But just over the course of the last couple of days, I've been trying to find a an interesting way to try to bet this one because I could see that sort of backdoor cover that you were just talking about, especially now that it's climbing, um, that it's gone from 12 and a half up to 13 and a half. So I'm trying to find something that I like out of this one. And this is one of them getting yep. uh, St. Peter's over 60 and a half. The juice, as you just talked about at BetMGM, is very comfortable. I, I think that one is – I think that's just fine because you're right. Purdue, number one offensive uh, – adjusted offensive efficiency, but as you said, just barely inside the top 90 when it comes to defense. And so St. Peter's may be able to take advantage of it. Also watch out for this. Purdue has shot 79 free throws in the first two rounds Crazy. of the tournament. Um, that is what the size does for you, right? You yep. wind up with these guys that are going to bait you into fouls. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, Holloway is going to have his work cut out for him coaching those guys to keep them from getting baited into that. But I don't know that St. Pete's going to be able to do it. So uh, I like this over. I think it's a good way to be able to bet this game because uh, that overall spread is just too much for me. I want to find some other way to be able to bet on this game. Peacocks, don't punish us. 
Just score 61? That's all we're asking. Stick around for my top picks and the rest of the Sweet 16 matchups plus bonus time in the NHL, the NBA. And you know what? I'll throw out a one-game parlay as well in college basketball. Number two. All right, let's get after it here. And I know uh, your house is uh, decorated in a ton of blue and red and white. It's all about the rock chalk Jayhawk, but I'm not laying the chalk on your wife's beloved team. I'm going to go with Providence here, uh, Lundy, and I got him at plus seven and a half. Pull this one at FanDuel at minus 110. If you do some shopping around, I've seen the line even drop a half down the hook to seven flat at some of the shops that are out there, but I I still like this Ed Cooley team. I think they match up quite well uh, with this front of the Kansas Jayhawks, especially with Nate Watson. They really get after the offensive glass, much like Dave McCormack and company do on the other side of the ledger. I think this boils down to who controls tempo. And I think Providence is, is comfortable playing at variable speeds. They can run. We've seen that you know, in games against, say, St. John's in the Big East or Seton Hall. Uh, both of those clubs were very up-tempo on the season. They also like to play in a half-court setting. Uh, they just match up well. And when the threes are falling, and that's what they have done in the NCAA tournament for the Friars and Bynum and Reeves and Horkler, they've made 20 combined triples in their first couple of games. Uh, very evenly matched, again, on paper in terms of the offensive efficiency numbers, defensive efficiency numbers. And knowing that and if the Friars are rating those triples, uh, again, seven and a half is too many points. I think Kansas wins. Uh, but it may be by a bucket or maybe three points, four points. But I don't see them winning by eight or more. By the way, if you want to you know, do a little alt-line action on this, Lundy, uh, make it more palatable, uh, you could take Providence up to plus 12 and a half right now at DraftKings and slap it together with Miami, and you're still getting that at plus 122. So uh, that's a spicy little meatball there if you want a little bit more cushion to avoid you pushing uh, pennies out of your bankroll. So fade or follow Providence plus seven and a half against KU. Jerk. <laughs> I mean, listen, Jerk. They, I, I'm saying they could still win, and I believe they're going to win. They are. So gonna, make they it bittersweet. Uh, they are going to win. Um, I don't know where I feel. I, I'm a lot happier with what you just talked about in terms of trying to get creative with an alt line and pairing it up with something yep. else. Yep. Here's here's actually my favorite bet. And I know that I'm a bit biased because of my gorgeous wife and her Jayhawkness uh, <laughs> that she carries around with her like a cult. Um, here's my favorite bet actually right now at BetMGM. Um, and this is only like a half a unit because you're trying to be able to to predict something like this. KU to win it by between six and ten, plus three hundred. Yeah, for whatever sense. reason, I really like that one. I think this could come down to a guy like Christian Brown making his free throws down the stretch, something like that that stretches it out and gets it past uh, where that seven and a half sits. Um, that's actually one of my favorites. I love the win by margins. Those are a fun way to get yourself plus odds. Yes, uh, they are harder to predict. That's why they've got the plus odds, folks. Um, but that's actually my favorite within this game um, because I like this idea. Like you said, spreads at seven and a half. I like this idea of this thing that drops it down to six for me just in case, stretches it out to 10 just in case KU's making their free throws down the stretch. This is going to be a fun game. And yes, everyone, please pray for me. Uh, yes, and I think Providence will keep this one highly entertaining and tight until the bitter end. So, again, I roll with the Friars, largely because I'm petrified of Friar Dom. 
plus seven and a half. Number one. All right, let's go to my top play in the Sweet 16. It's got to be North Carolina Tar Heels here uh, on the money line and take it straight up. Plus 115 at DraftKings going up against UCLA in a battle of blue bloods. Uh, you look at the last 30 days, Lundy, in North Carolina – has undergone a metamorphosis. Uh, they are, uh, you know, scoring prolifically 1.169 points per possession on offense. But it is the defense that has gotten it done. Give it up just 0.88 points per possession over that stretch. That's number eight in all of college basketball. We know about the size in the interior there with Armando Baycott, who is a boarding machine, and they generate a second-chance opportunity 32.6% of the time. They also score at will on uh, the interior on some of those bank shots at 54.1% inside the arc. UCLA, I think, has been one of the most underappreciated teams in college basketball this season. Analytically speaking, they are splendid. A team that is inside the top 25 and adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency on the season. But Jame Jaquez is not 100%. More likely will play, but is he going to be able to get lift? Uh, on his shot, given the bum ankle. Remember, he wrenched it last game out, and I I have reservations about that. As brilliant as Johnny Juzang is, as awesome as Tiger Campbell has played, this is going to boil down to Miles Johnson uh, in the front court and their ability to try to neutralize and keep North Carolina off the glass. And I think Brady Manick is going to come out with his damn hair on fire, which is a normal color for him uh, because it's bright red. He's like the Justin Turner of college basketball. After he got ejected in that last game in which they blew a 25-point lead but still won it overtime against Baylor. So knowing that North Carolina is firing all cylinders offensively, knowing that they've really tightened up and are implying a stranglehold on the opposition defensively, I think they're going to take this thing you know, head-to-head and get one step closer to possibly playing Duke at a Final Four one last time. And you want to talk about a ratings bonanza for CBS – uh, they are sacrificing beers at the altar of the basketball gods to make that happen. But for the sake of tonight, fade or follow, North Carolina on the money line, plus 115 at DraftKings. You want to get seduced by the juice against UCLA. Uh, I'll take them plus two and a half. I'll take them on the money line. Um, I, look, I, I know I'm a broken record. I've been saying it. Ever since they won that game at Cameron Indoor, they I, I, they have just continued this momentum. You talked about it being over the last 30 days, but I still believe that was the fulcrum. That's what That yep. was the tipping point yep. um, for them was going in and completely spoiling what was supposed to be this wonderful day for all the Dukies. Um, I believe that they just picked up some sort of mental momentum in that game and they've been writing it ever since i love unc i was picking them all along through the first two rounds and i like them on the money line here i think the run for ucla that started last season obviously and carried them all the way through is going to come to an end tonight i think the tar heels are moving on to the elite eight all right lundy before we get out of here it's bonus time and we got one more game to fully address I gave you a little appetizer on Miami, Iowa State, but I I like a one-game parlay that I'll share here in just a second. What else you got tonight? Uh, Let's do a couple of quick hockey picks here for you. First of all, early games, Pittsburgh and the New York Rangers take the under on total goals at six. These are two of the best uh, uh, goaltenders in the league that should be facing off tonight between these two. And guess what? They played uh, earlier this season, the final, one to nothing. Take the under out of these two, because, again, it's some of the best goaltending that you've got in the entire National Hockey League. And then here in Denver, uh, Colorado lost 
on Wednesday night to lowly Vancouver. I would imagine the Avalanche are, how shall I say, pissed, pissed off. off. Yes. Uh, and the Philadelphia Flyers are coming calling. The Philadelphia Flyers are on the second night of a back-to-back. They pulled off a shocker special last night. They beat St. Louis and beat them handily, 5-2 uh, in, uh, in the Lou. But... Uh, Colorado should just absolutely smoke them uh, again because they're pissed off. So I'm going to lay the puck line as well with Colorado. Take a minus one and a half. Much like that Calgary game we talked about earlier, Colorado is extremely highly favored in this one. So bring that juice down by taking them on the puck line. It's worth it. The minus one and a half will get you down to about a minus 145. I absolutely love it. All right, let's go and get some action in this uh, Miami and Iowa State game, a battle of double-digit seeds in that section of the bracket, which you've already rolled in smoke anyway so uh, I love on a little small like a mini one game parlay put this uh, together at bed MGM uh, give me Miami on the money line because we're seeing this line jump uh, it was at two and a half and now it has gone up a full point to three and a half uh, and I, I get a little nervous with that because Iowa State can actually defend but I do like Iowa State on the over team total points 59 and a half so you might say well this is incongruent uh, this does not correlate well Evans I understand that but I still think Miami's going to win I think they're going to be well into the 60s here. And I think Iowa State will also be in the 60s because Miami, uh, their shortcoming, and really their downfall is defensively, as uh, that is a team that ranks number 139 in effective field goal percentage D in their last six and 200-plus in three-point percentage D. And this game is going to be at a fast pace, IndyCar speed, because that's what the Hurricanes prefer. Uh, that is their style, number 16 adjusted tempo here over the last month. So, again, Miami to win, straight up, Iowa State to score 60 or more points. You put that together in a one-game parlay at BetMGM, that's plus 175. I think that's the right way to play this contest. Oh, I'll give you one more one-game parlay before we get out of here. Uh, going back to that Carolina game, give me UNC plus 6.5. Give me Brady Manick to make two or more threes. A guy shooting uh, 39.5% from distance on the season. He's been over this in 12 consecutive games. Give me Carolina over 67.5 on the team total points, which they have done in 13 of their last 15. And then give me the game total over at 134.5. Uh, Haslametrics has got this projected for 140. Ken Palm 145. And Bart Torvik at 144. So all four of those legs hit. Again, UNC plus six and a half. Manic two or more threes. Carolina over 67 and a half team total points. And a game total over 134 and a half. That's plus 170 at bet MGM. And I'll just throw one more quick NBA play out there. Luka Doncic over four and a half turnovers against Minnesota. Uh, he has been over. Four and a half miscues in the box score in seven of his last 11 games, including, well, just recently, he played uh, Minnesota on March 21st, had eight turnovers in that game. And there you have it. That is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Luddy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Cuevas. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast, would you kindly? And as always, until next time, feed or follow that is up to you. Feed the noise.